The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get to our guest, Chuck Cumello, President and CEO at Essex Financial Services. Chuck, the bear narrative in markets is is pretty simple. It's an aggressive Fed that probably has to get the Fed funds rate up above CPI, and that's going to take some work. The bull case isn't without merit. Uh, Energy prices have come down. Earnings have been better than expected, and recession fears have receded. So my question to you, and what I think is the key, is how long does the Fed dodge the forward-looking inflation figures? Yeah, listen. You just you just summed it up there pretty pretty well. And uh, yeah, the the Fed certainly does have its work cut out for it. I think the the missing part in there of what you had just mentioned that that factors into this as well. And no one's quite sure of how it's going to play out is the quantitative tightening that the Fed is going to start. And no one can really put their finger on what that might equate to in terms of basis points, in terms of a a corresponding if you tried to correspond it to a rise in rates, but. Yeah, listen, they, they said they're going to be nimble. Um, you know, last week you had, uh, you know, a lot of the Fed officials walk back some of Powell's comments about, uh, you know, they seemed to be a little bit more dovish. So they definitely were back more on the hawkish side. Uh, but listen, I'm, I'm in the, the inflation is sticky camp, and it's going to take a while, and it's going to take more rate moves for it to uh, come under control. Now, inflation is part of their remit, of course, as is indeed employment. And, uh, you know, the thing is, we had this report uh, on Friday, and uh, I like the way you put it. You said you saw a report titled "Disastrously, Disastrously Good." Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was a tremendous title for uh, for the you know for the uh, report that that we received. But yeah, look. I mean, there's been a ton of talk about recession, but you know, you you generally do not have a recession, and you're adding 528,000 jobs and having the prior two months raised increased as well, and with wage inflation at 5.2 percent year over year. You know, again, that is why I fall into the sticky inflation camp. But, yeah, um, you know, you, you might have had two quarters of back-to-back negative GDP, but um, the overall the definition of a recession is a general slowdown in the economy and a lack of spending. And, you know, you, you generally haven't – you've seen the slowdown, um, but you can probably put a couple of asterisks next to it. But uh, spending is still strong, and the employment situation still is cranking on all cylinders. Yeah, you mentioned QT. I would say even as big as QT might be the lag effect of higher rates. We, we simply can't know uh, what those effects are at the moment. A hundred percent. Brian, you're, you're spot on. And, and that's the challenge. So if you think well, I mean, about that, the market, that, that, that hurts the bulls uh, in, in, in a sense, because there could, there could be waves of effects coming. 100%. And that's why I think, you know, this, this, you know, basing a bullish 
um, outlook on a Fed pivot, I, I think, is misguided at this point. And you're right. You know, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. I mean, we've got CPI coming out on Wednesday. Listen, I think that that number is going to come down from 9.1, in my opinion, given just what you've seen with gasoline. And you've seen consumers' expectations on future inflation come down because most consumers care about two things, gas <laughs> that lets them go to work and live their lives, and groceries that, that obviously fuels their family. So sure. I think you'll see it come down. But there are certainly, we're by no means out of the woods and this market has a lot more potential landmines that it's going to roll over. I want to just have a look at some of these rather, to put it mildly, curious flows out there. Uh, Looking at Kathy Wood's arc what it's taken in seven billion dollars and its performance has been woeful, I think down about 60 percent so far. Looking at XLE, of course uh, energy related here, uh, energy select sector basically ETF outflows of a billion dollars and up 36 percent what gives yeah it's it's really fascinating is it i mean that those figures really grabbed my attention when i saw them and i think i think you can look at it in two ways i think the energy sector you know i I, we saw a phrase it's you know overbought but not overowned and energy last week was down i think six seven percent um still having a tremendous year but there's so many other things that go along with energy you know the political climate you know you know when President Biden was uh, campaigning for president. You know, he wanted to do away with the fossil fuel industry. So there's a lot of um, capital questions. And, and obviously, anytime one of these big energy companies is doing anything from refinery to drilling, it's a long lead, uh, long lead project, to put it mildly. So that's a lot of challenges about the future of that industry. But there is a structural imbalance. There's a structural supply-demand problem there. And we think, we think there's great opportunity there for the foreseeable future. And with Kathy Wood and with ARC, I think uh, part of it is, you know, people you know, like to swing for the fences. And, yes, she is down, at one point down 50, 60 percent, has come back with uh, the, the, you know, the nice month of July that we had. And yeah, there are still a lot of growth investors out there, but a lot of people chasing a lot of these names. And if you are, if you do want to take a slice of that type of, you know, security, that type of industry, you know, she's proven herself a wonderful manager. So if you're going to do it, she's probably a good person to hit your wagon to. But it, it is a little bit confounding. In, in terms of putting money to work, uh, we're in a little bit of a, um, a neutral zone here. We've recovered about half of the of the big drop um, in uh, June. And uh, it looks like it could go either way. I mean, uh, listening to Doug, uh, you know, it was a it was a big turnaround today. But net net from Friday and Monday's trading, really not too much of a move. Uh, do you yeah. see retesting the old lows, Chuck, or do you think we sort of just go sideways until we get something definitive on the inflation uh, side? Yeah, you know, I think Brian, we're going to bounce around here. I, I think we're going to be in this the sideways market. Um, you know, for the foreseeable future. I mean, one of the things we're looking at as an indicator of whether or not this is just a, you know, a bear market bounce or whether or not something's fundamentally changed is is the, you know, number of stocks, the percentage of stocks in the S&P that are trading above their 50-day moving average. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're at 73%. That's up, obviously, from, from June. But where you really see a prolonged market recovery is once that number gets above 90. So, you know, that's that's an interesting number that we're looking at. But yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a sideways market. Listen, it's not a great market. It's not a horrible market. It's a fair to middling market. You could say that about a lot of things right now, and you can make money in those environments, but you do need to be patient and you do need to pick your spots for, for when you go in. Talking about being confounding, I mean, what a real conundrum has to be is what's going on with the economy. I don't want to go into details, but high inflation, f- virtually full employment. Now, that's a head scratcher when it comes to actually deciding what you want to do equity-wise, isn't it? Because, uh, again, it's uh, all these muddied waters. 
it is. It, listen, it, this is, it is a very challenging environment to invest, invest money in. And, and we've chatted before about the challenges in the fixed income market where for many investors, investment timeframes and lifetimes, as well as financial advisors, they've never seen uh, a fixed income environment like this. Uh, but listen, every market does give you opportunity. And, you know, the challenge is trying to pick and choose where you can actually go in and build a position for the long term for long term growth. And yeah. that's really the, the biggest issue that we're faced right now is there, the, these waters are so muddied that it is very difficult to make a really solid long term decision. So, you know, generally, what are you looking to do? You want to hedge your bets. You want to be very diversified and yep. leg into the market. We, we have actually seen some of these forward-looking uh, inflation indicators come down. Let me rephrase my, my first question. Uh, how much longer will the Fed kind of ignore that in its commentary? You know, I, Wednesday is going to be a very big day, right? I mean, I don't think we're going to be at 9.1. I think that's certainly going to come down. But, you know, the two things are going to drive the Fed right now. It is going to continue to be these inflation numbers, and it's going to continue to be employment and what this economy is doing. And, you know, they, they right now they have got – they certainly have the employment side of things covered. But, I, again, inflation is here. It's not going away. And, you know, Chuck. you had mentioned before – Chuck, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, as ever. Big thank you, Chuck Camello, President at Essex Financial Services. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.